Good day, everyone. You're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 178. I think not. I'm your host, Alex, and today I have the honor to have again a longtime guest. She's been on episode 34, 38. It's been a while. I'm getting old, but it was. it is Christina. Hi, Christina. Hi. How are you doing? How are you? I am doing fantastic. And it's always better when I have a returning guest who's willing to come back. It's like, you know what? The first time wasn't that bad. I'll come back and talk to this guy again. <laughs> he, he he threatened to beat me up, y'all. He said, if you don't come back, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm really um, excited um, to come back. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to delete that part. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Understandable. So yeah, today is not going to be talking about my... Uh, threats offline I've done to Christina to come on this podcast. It sounds weird saying that. Today's all about Christina's other hobby. So if you haven't heard about her first hobby, you should go check it out. It's in, I'll put it in the bio, so or the bio, the show notes, so you can go check it out. But today we're going to be talking about Shibari. Hopefully I said that correctly. But before we do that, for the people who haven't listened to the first episode about Christina, who is Christina? Oh, elusive Christina. I make it sound like a Pokemon. <laughs> Who's that, Christina? Oh, who's that Pokemon? <laughs> who's that? Yeah. Who's that, Christina? Who's that, pers- who's that hobbyist? <laughs> <laughs> that should be my outro. <laughs> it really should. Guess that hobbyist. <laughs> really should be. That's hilarious. And just like um, your face comes rotating in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like the Pokemon. <laughs> Oh, that entire scene just makes me very happy. It brings me much joy. <laughs> Wait, should I explain what I did before, what I talked about before on your podcast? Like a you, yeah, quick you summary? Absolutely. Whatever defines who you are. Oh, okay. Well, before I talked about body painting, which I had just gotten into, I am a Twitch streamer slash content creator slash, oh, I hate the word influencer, but I guess you could say influencer. <laughs> I, I really, it's, the word gives me just like the heebie-deebie-deebie-deebies. I know like, what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> it just makes me cringe inside. I think I die a little inside and anybody <laughs> call, when anybody calls me an influencer. Um, but I like, I, I like to body paint. I like to do makeup. And I we talked about that a while ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. Episode like 30 and now it's like 178. <laughs> that's that's insane that's so so crazy to me congratulations on over 100 and close to 200 episodes that's amazing well thank you very much yeah it's just kept on rolling and more and more people came on and wanted to share and i think i've when you came on i actually had a friend or one of your friends come on as well and i can't remember oh it's escaping me if that person is listening i'm sorry i will figure (laughs) out who you are i I'm, I'm a father, so I have short-term memory sometimes. It's but uh, fine. Yeah. And in regards to the influencer term, I have an alternative. Not necessarily better, but what about inspirer? <laughs> sounds even better. Yes. It sounds like I'm about to sell people like snake oil or something. Yes. <laughs> Let me inspire your life. Let me inspire you. I'm an inspirer. You got to like, yeah. kind of have that raspy voice when you say it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there should be like uh, fa- like fancy little finger movements. <laughs> Deep into Showbiz. your eyes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but today is not about Christina and I trying to sell you whatever no. we're trying to sell you. It's about Christina's other passion. I'm sure she has many passions, but today's passion is Shibari. I, yes. I don't know why I said it like that, but it is Shibari. So yes. mind giving a definition of what that is for people who are not familiar. Well, another word for it that is easy to... For other people to grasp, because shibari is very like it. Oh, it's it's Japanese, and I feel like a lot of people are when they hear that they're like, oh, I don't know what that is. It's easier, or I like to say, rope art. 
for a lot of people to just comprehend what it is exactly. But yeah, the technical term would be shibari. But yeah, I now have a new hobby where it is literally being tied up in ropes. <laughs> the the best <laughs> the best way to put it and it sounds really bad is like being tied up. That's my hobby. There we go. End of end of podcast. I like being tied up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you have hands. it another body there, that's, yeah. it, that's it <laughs> well that's a pretty interesting hobby and when i was looking online for me like it just popped out of nowhere so i have to ask you how did you get introduced to it i'm sure you weren't tying your shoe one day it's like hmm yeah what if so i just like, tied my shoe all the way up to like my shoulders <laughs> huh? like there's more to it i'm sure yeah no i feel like a lot of people associate it first with i, I guess it is kind of in the bdsm um, community. I, I say, I guess, I'm, I feel like I'm going to offend a lot of people by saying that <laughs> uh, or, or like not knowing much about it because my getting introduced to it didn't start in that area. I know it is like a kink for some people. It is, I, I don't know why a lot of people think it's risque because it doesn't have to be, but a lot of people do think that's what it is. Um, but I actually got introduced to it because I was in the art community and I noticed a lot of people drawing characters, just art with characters just tied up really aesthetically with rope. And it's, it's, it's so hard to define. Like, it's so hard to say, because when you think tied up with rope, you just think someone like wrapped a ro- around like a <laughs> cocoon, you know, like <laughs> when people get kidnapped in like cartoon movies, like they're all like wrapped in rope, like a cocoon. And then they're mm-hmm. just like thrown in the back. But there are like aesthetically pleasing ways to tie knots um, that either enhance certain parts of your body or just make certain things look a certain way. Um, again, aesthetically pleasing to the eye. And I got introduced to it through art, through other artists, um, just naturally, like just because I was already in that environment and then seeing them draw these characters. And then I was scrolling through TikTok. I feel like this is how many stories start these days. (laughs) (laughs) I was scrolling through TikTok and I found this guy, I believe his his name or username was like Rory does art or Rory does rope R-O-R-Y. I forgot what it was. It's different now, I believe. But he just did little TikToks of how to like self-tie, how to tie yourself or how to tie a partner in rope and just doing easy stuff. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like that's all the stuff that I've seen, you know, and this person, so-and-so's art and so-and-so and yada, yada. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But I don't think I'll ever do that. Uh, fast forward um, two years later, my partner, my current partner is very interested in it and always wanted to try it out. And I was like, you know what? That's funny. I've always wanted to try it out. Let's go try it out together. And then that's how this all started. That's awesome. So when you did start off, what was like the first knot you decided to do? Like, you're just like, that looks like a good knot to try. <laughs> it wasn't actually a specific, like a specific knot. It was like a specific thing. So it was a body harness. So it was a very simple, I forgot where we, where we found it. Um, it was a tutorial online and we were just like, oh, yeah, let's, let's just give it a shot. We, we have this, this, this rope. Let's, it wasn't even like the actual shibari rope. It was just basically rope that you got from Home Depot. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were like, let, let's try Let's try this harness out because it, it should be fun. Like it should, it should look good. Let's just give it a shot. So yeah, we followed the video tutorial. I believe it was on YouTube. It was just like simple body harness or whatever. It was something very, very basic. 
And that was the first ever one that we both tried. Now, my mind is running wild, but I could just imagine, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when you do these like intricate tied rope and knots and forms, does it like feel good on the back? Like it just, it it's weird saying this, does it get rid of your knots in your body when you do knots? I'm like, ooh, that feels good. It's so funny that you say that because to me, I, it's so hard to explain, but it is like the most relaxing thing. It is as somebody who is very much, and I know there's probably some some sort of like scientific explanation for this, <laughs> but I don't know it. I want to reiterate that I'm very new to this hobby and I don't know much about it and I'm still learning and I'm still, you know, processing it all. But for me personally, when I'm being tied up or when I'm tied, I am relaxed because I am a very big control freak. When I can surrender that control, I just feel like, all right, cool. I'm just here. Hi. Hello. I'm just chilling. <laughs> can you get me an apple? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I'm just here. I'm comfy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do my thing. And it's very meditative. And of course, those are the ties where my my partner has to tie me. During self ties, it's, it's even just as relaxing. I can't do the big intricate ones. They usually do the big intricate ones on me because they include my arms. So I can't use my arms, obviously. Um, but like the smaller ones I like to do on myself and do the self ties. But yeah, they're both very, very relaxing. And I just, it does, it does loosen up the knots yeah. in your body. <laughs> <laughs> the irony of that, like just the knots taking care of the knots. <laughs> exactly. And so you also do body paint. I'm trying to combine both your hobbies together. If you have done it, have you ever done like a combination of uh, shibari or like uh, knot tying with body paint to try to create this interesting design? I haven't yet. It's so new. Like I, you have asked me to do this when I'm a literal <laughs> baby. If you want to think about like walking and a baby, you have a baby, so you know this. Yes. <laughs> the Literally the first steps when they start like standing up and walking mm -hmm. and then falling and then getting up and walking and falling, that's where I'm at. <laughs> I literally picked this up and I was like, oh, let's give it a shot. And now it opens up like a huge amount of possibilities. And that's definitely one of the things that I want to explore um, when, when I have time. Sadly, they have not had time to cross over, but I think it would be really fun to combine the two. I haven't done it yet, but it, it definitely has crossed my mind. So for the people listening once, if it does happen, you should go check it out. And now, mm -hmm. another thing I had to ask you is that you said you're fairly new, but you're also a pretty creative person because you do body art. Do you ever like look at a design for I don't know what they're technically called. I guess not outfits or I don't know what the <laughs> technical term is, but uh, the design for knots. You're like, what if I did this knot instead? Like, do you try to improvise or you like to follow the intricate pattern to a T? I like to initially, like if I'm doing something very new, I like to follow the tutorial to a T because again, I'm new. I don't really know much, but I have noticed that when I start getting comfortable and I start doing a certain like a, a certain tie, I guess that's the thing. Again, I'm new to this, so I also don't know what to call it all. Um, I typically call them ties, like a harness tie or a, a uh, I don't know. An outfit. Let's just yeah, go with exactly. outfit. <laughs> let's go with outfit. Yeah, let's go with that. When I see it, I'm like, okay, cool. Let's let's do this. And if I do it multiple times, I'm like, okay, well, yes. Let me try this other thing that I tried when I did this other outfit. Like when I did this one, let me try this one. So it does change and evolve. But I'm still pretty new to where I'm actually just following the tutorials as I go. 
And these ropes are not just one color, like the Home Depot ropes. I'm sure Mm-mm. there's multiple colors. And for you, do you have preferred colors you'd like to combine together to make this outfit? Oh my gosh. I Okay, so this is different. My partner loves using like really colorful, bright neon, like the UV bright ones. I personally love the really cute pastel colors. <laughs> So they have very, I have this one um, bamboo rope that I got that is just like a rainbow path, a rainbow pattern of colors, but very pastel. So it feels very, it, it doesn't feel as light because I think when people think of shibari or rope art, they think again, very kink driven or just very dark and sinister or not even sinister, but very like not playful, not like experimentative or like creative they think it just they think one side not that any of those sides are bad obviously that's not bad but it's just a certain side of a certain thing but i like exploring the parts that make it like very cutesy very lighthearted, and very mm, i i don't know how to explain it <laughs> without being like visual <laughs> well you know what this is exactly why we have i say we but i have you on this podcast to try to get rid of all those misconceptions and trying to show the different sides of a hobby so you are doing me and everybody listening a favor by just cool. explaining it the best you can now cool. you did mention bamboo as a rope now i have yeah. to ask you what other materials do you like to use or is there a preferred material and, and this varies from person to person. I The majority of our ropes, I say our because this is a hobby that I got into with my partner um, and I probably wouldn't have gotten into it without them, but they like to use nylon. I prefer bamboo because it's just softer, but a majority of our ropes are nylon. They're nice and shiny and they're just easy. They They're easy to slip around and slide and just like to tie knots with. Um, But I like the bamboo because they feel very soft and just, they look very supple and soft and less shiny, less, um, I don't know. I, I, I like the, I like the look of something being very, very soft where you don't think it's supposed to be soft. Like you don't think tying yourself in a rope should look soft or be soft. Like you just don't think that's a thing, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I like going for. Yeah. I'm sure you're not going to start using one of those burlap sacks kind of style ropes. Those do not look soft and are not soft. <laughs> they, yeah. They don't look soft, but a lot of people love that aesthetic, which I don't blame them, but that is an aesthetic. Like that is a thing, the very hard, like, um, the, I, I guess yeah, not, I don't think it's actually burlap. I don't know what the actual material <laughs> would be because I don't have them, but <laughs> lots of people really enjoy that. <laughs> hey, to each their own, right? Exactly. Yeah. One, 100%. Now, I had a question saying, do you prefer doing this alone or with company? But I'm going to twist it a little bit because you said mm. you did this with your partner. Yeah. Now, you said you just started as well. But let's say, do you guys ever challenge each other? So let's say you close your eyes and he starts doing the nods and you have to try to guess what that not, like that outfit is and vice versa. <laughs> we kind of have that, but we haven't made it like a game. It hasn't been kind of a, like a thing. It's usually him being like, oh. I forgot what I was doing. <laughs> was it under or over? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> and then going over to like the tutorial and being like, which one is it? And he's definitely much quicker at it than I am and will remember all the things. So it's never been like a, oh, I, I don't know, guess. Because both of us are just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Does it ever happen? I know this sounds weird as well, but for me, if I were to get tied up, 
how do I escape from this? Like, just try to make it a game out of it. Like, can I escape from this not kind of thing? Did you ever try to do that? Yes, it's <laughs> it, it's it's fun. <laughs> it's really fun because it's like because it's also meant to be comfortable. Like that that's uh, that's what a lot of people in this space um, talk about. They talk about consent and comfort and safety. Uh, so that is like one of the number one things that anybody that has been in the space for a long time has talked about. Um, that you should always be safe and comfortable because it is a dangerous hobby. Because if you just lose feeling while you're tied up, then you 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 lost an arm; it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> like, if your hand starts turning blue, yeah, yeah you might have gone yeah. too far. Exactly, it's <laughs> it's not good. So there's a, a always talk about having like this, the safety shears nearby to cut the rope in case anything happens, especially if you're doing suspension, which we have not done since that's like very intense and not for newbies. But a lot of the ties that we have done have always been for comfort and safety, but a lot of them, it's very hard to slip out of. Like that's, yeah, that's the fun part is that they make it so it's hard to slip out of, but you're also comfortable in it. So it's, I have tried, have not been successful. (laughs) And like you said, it's very important if you do pick this up with somebody that you build a trust with that Mm -hmm. individual. Absolutely. And it does help build trust too. It's it's actually fantastic for that. I think it's been very helpful in this relationship too, where it's like, oh, I trust you to do this to me and to communicate. It makes it very easy for you to build communication skills too between each other because you have to communicate. Are you comfortable? Is this too tight? Is this, you know, is this blah, blah, blah? Like, <laughs> do you have feeling in your feet? Like, <laughs> is your hand supposed to bend that way? Like, exactly. No, it's not. But we could probably untie it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so even basic things like that, it's, it's really, really nice. It builds a lot of trust and communication, which I think is very healthy. And now for you, what not, or let's say outfit, I know you use that term a lot. I'm sure people who are deep into Shibari are like, Alex, stop calling it an outfit. It is not an outfit for this unique design. What is the next design or creation you would like to learn from online videos? Um, For me personally, it's just more, I, I think more ways to do one thing. It isn't like a specific one that I... I, I don't want to learn a specific one, mostly because I just want to know how to do it more and and to memorize it because I'm just, I am terrible at memory. Like I have a very difficult time remembering what I ate for breakfast. So having to remember a certain knot, I, I can't, I need, I need to look at a tutorial. I think I, what I would like to get to is remembering how to do certain things because you can and do use the same knots over and over and over again for certain things. And I feel like once I can gain a certain vocabulary of different knots, then I can start learning and branching out from there. And this just popped up in my mind, but let's say if you want to try a new knot, I would imagine sometimes you'd practice it on yourself, but let's say, would you ever, let's say, get a teddy bear and get two floss just to see how the knots connect, just so you have a a 360 visualization? Yes, actually, uh, that's a lot of people encourage you to do that. Just tying up random inanimate objects in your house. <laughs> well, you know, it's October, so maybe a pumpkin. Just, just exactly. Up a pumpkin. Exactly. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Pumpkin design just to have a just have that out, out there. That'd be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. I'm pretty sure somebody's done it. There's lots of really cool like ties out there that people have done on random objects. I've seen stuff with chairs. I've seen mm-hmm. stuff with like... 
um, stuffed animals. I I really love say the stuffed animal one because it's like this really cute stuffed animal in something that is typically seen as like a very kinky slash like uh, provocative thing. And then it's like a cute little teddy bear, <laughs> a cute little plush tied up in like a little pink rope. Like it's adorable. <laughs> and now for you, what would you say is the best part about Shibari on a personal and an emotional level? For me, it's just been really nice to be able to do and start a hobby with my partner and me not realizing that it, it was something that I actually wanted to do for a very long time. I did see it in artwork. I admired it. And then I did see the TikTok and I admired it, but then I never did it myself. Then finally being able to do this with them and realizing, oh man, this is enjoyable. I think that's the best part is finding something else to enjoy, like a new hobby that you didn't think you would enjoy, but then you start doing it and you're like, oh, oh, hello. <laughs> What's this? Excitement. <laughs> well, you know what? I can assure you that people who are listening to this are definitely going to start looking it up and some of them might even try it out. Yeah, I hope so. This is honestly, it's been such an amazing experience. It is one of the most supportive and uh, pun intended. <laughs> yeah, the, the community, the the Shabari slash rope art community has been so welcoming, so supportive, and so kind. And I have been in very many communities in my lifetime. I'm not going to say how old I am. But <laughs> <laughs> You're very wise. In, We're wise. We're wise individuals. Yes, we made many yes. rotations around the sun. <laughs> exactly. We have a lot of experiences. And I can 100% say that this community has been the most supportive and kind and welcoming. And they have been nothing but helpful and wonderful to a newbie like me. Instead of being like, oh, you're so dumb for not knowing. Do you know what I mean? Like you go, you go into some communities and people are like, oh, you're so dumb for not knowing that. Wow. Just go Google it. Wow. Just, you know, you know, it's just very toxic sometimes, but everybody that I've communicated with has been incredibly kind. You know what? This might sound very odd, but I feel from not necessarily just my experience, but let's say the more mainstream the hobby is, the more toxic it becomes, the more niche the hobby is, the community is tighter. Yeah, I I 100% agree with that. It, it seems to be that way. It feels like there's a lot more people who are gatekeeping a mainstream uh, hobby than it is like somebody who is into something that's a little bit smaller and close knit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, for me in podcasting, I podcast about hobbies. Whenever I see somebody else going into podcasting about hobbies, I'm like, yo, let me share all my resources. I want you to just do yeah. the best you can because you're going to reach people that I won't be able to reach. So you're helping out. That's the way yeah, I look at it. <laughs> exactly. It is community over competition. 100%. Now for you, what is something you wish you knew before you started that you know now? Okay. That, that it doesn't have exactly what I've mentioned several times that it doesn't have to be super seductive or like super, what's the best way to put it? I really don't know how to explain it because it sounds, it sounds bad because it makes it sound like, like the kink world isn't a good world to be in because it is, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. But I think that there's a certain type of expectation and there's a certain type of um, stigma, I think. That, I think that's the best word for it. There's a stigma surrounding that, which there shouldn't be. There's nothing wrong with the, with, there's nothing wrong with sex work. There's nothing wrong with that entire genre, I guess that, that I don't, I don't even know how to put it properly. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it, with that community, with that side of things. However, when a lot of people look at rope art, they immediately think, oh, this isn't for me. 
you know, this isn't for me because I'm not kinky like that or I'm not this like that. And I wish I knew because I also thought that myself was like, oh, this is for people who, you know, are brave enough or confident enough to do this. Like that's that's just not me. You know, I'm a little bit more softer. I'm a little bit more of a like I'm not as brave as these certain people. You know, I, I can't do that because I'm just the not my personality. But it's nice to see now that there are different there are different types of people and there are different types of styles and there are different types. There's the niche within the niche, if that makes any sense. And yeah, so it makes it easier to get into and, and less intimidating. I feel like that's, I was so intimidated by seeing like these badass women in like these high heels and like with their red lipstick and like domin- dominatrix outfit, like with the rope. And I'm like, mm, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nerdy girl in the, in the background is like touching my two fingers together. Like, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> but you're still badass. You're still a badass individual. Okay. Thanks. You got but you did Thanks. mention a good point that because I had few guests, I had one who's my friend, who's a doctor who also does pole dancing. Yes. And some people think oh pole God, dancing is all strippers. Dancing. And I had another friend who came on who does fursuiting. So the whole furry community, how yeah. people think it's all about sexualization and for him, it's not. So yeah. it's that idea. And I guess it can lead up to my following question is what are some misconceptions about your hobby? You've kind of touched it, but what would, like, what, what would you add on to that or go into more detail? I think, yeah, I think I did touch up on that. The misconception of like, you have to be a certain type or type of way, type of person to get into it. And I think that's the biggest misconception. And also just that it nobody will teach you and that people aren't going to be helpful because it's it's so nice when I, I saw a person on Instagram that did it. And I commented like, oh, this is so cool. And then I messaged them and I was like, hey, I'd like to know you know, how you got started. If you don't have time to let me know, then that's fine. But they were so kind and welcoming. Like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Did you get to get into this? I got into it this way and I did this. So it seems it, it's easy to just talk to people about it. And people are very excited to talk about it. And I've noticed that the more and more I talk about doing rope art, the more and more people are getting excited because they're like, oh my God, I didn't know you did that too. Like, oh, I love this or I'm getting into this. So it's exciting to like, you almost find these people that you want to connect with. And I think most of us are very intimidated because we feel like we might be, I don't know, categorized a certain way or talked about or, or judged for enjoying it. But then you get to meet these people who are also into it. So I, yeah, I, I'd say that's definitely one of the biggest misconceptions is that it's either hard to get into, you can't learn quickly, or you can't find people that can mentor or help you out. And that, you know, there's a stigma around it just because we live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> With minds and people, misconceptions. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this helps, but usually whenever I have a guest on coming on, to talk about their hobby. And then I hear somebody else like in the future, maybe a friend or a stranger making fun of that hobby. I'm like, dude, no, like I go into detail and defending that hobby. I always defend my guests' hobby, even if they don't know about it. But like somebody's talking like, oh, I didn't listen to your episode about uh, pole dancing, about strippers. Like, no, dude, it's not about that. There's more to it. And I go Mm -hmm. passionately into it. So if anybody talks about rope tying, say, oh, it's all about sexual stuff all the time. Like, nah, 
It's mm-hmm. not. There's a lot more to it. It's pretty There's creative. So, so yeah. I got your back. I got your back. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely that's great. It's great. It's actually great to hear about pole dancing because I, I love pole dancing and just I love seeing people do it. It's very empowering. And I think that's the same with this. It's a very empowering and meditative thing to do. And I think that's really cool that when people get into the hobby. See, I've I've mentioned this a few times on my podcast. I've tried it once and it's not for me for the simple reason is that I have hairy legs. And going down the yes. pole, oh, oh no. my god! Like that's that's the it only is, reason. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Like I like, I was liking, I was having fun, and then she, I, the mistake I did is that my friend had a pole in her house. He's like, oh yeah, go ahead, give it a try. I'm like, cool. The kid in me is like, I'm gonna run at it and just jump. And oh, she's like, no, 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 oh, no! I jumped no. and then it started rotating. I'm like, oh, no, I got flung off. I did not expect oh, that. That's then, hilarious. Yeah, so. Safety first. <laughs> yes, safety first. I freaking love that though. That's, I love that she had a spinning pole. Uh, not because there's the, the stationary ones and then the spinny ones. And the spinny ones are fun. <laughs> they're more fun when you're aware they're spinning. <laughs> oh, true, true. I mean, it's probably fun for everybody to watch you fly off, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few bumps in my head, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's uh, fine. You survived. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started your hobby? Um, the biggest challenge for me was the fact that I have a terrible memory. So I, I, it, it takes me longer to process certain things, especially not tying because it's, if you don't watch a video and you're, you're going, uh, through text, right. And just pictures, sometimes it isn't as instructive or uh, constructive as you need it to be. And you're like, is it, they go over, they go under, where did they go? Was it left? Was it right? I don't know. Which leg are they on? I don't know. (laughs) Do you know (laughs) what I mean? And for me, I, I feel like it's, it always takes me a little longer to process things. So that was probably my most difficult. uh, It it was just my brain. My brain is the most difficult thing about this. (laughs) Everything else was fine, except for me and having to process what's going on and remembering how to do it again my friend what if i told you to this day i still look at youtube videos to see how to tie a tie i still do not know how to do it correctly that is completely fair that is completely fair that has eluded me for the longest time too and i used to do the whole avril lavigne like Mm. (laughs) that you're dating us you're dating us (laughs) i didn't say what happened i I could have been a baby (laughs) (laughs) your parents were just really into avril lavigne yeah, exactly. Exactly. The whole skater boy era. They just put ties on me as a, a young child. Okay. My little fingers. Could. <laughs> and now for you, what is your current biggest challenge? My current biggest challenge is finding the time juggling, juggling my, uh, my first hobby that we talked about, which is no longer a hobby. It is, I think, how did Billie Eilish put it? The things I did for fun or the things I did as a hobby now just keep me employed. That now the things that keep me employed take up most of my time, which used to be a hobby. So now this has replaced it as a hobby, which is a really fun thing to think about, right? Like you, you, you can turn things that are, you just use your extra time for that you enjoy to make a job, make a career. Um, and it could turn to something else. Um, but now I'm really happy to have a hobby that isn't monetized. It isn't for a specific thing. It's just for my enjoyment. But sadly, it is trying to find time 
for the things that I enjoy. Well, I can assure you that I will not delete your previous episodes. It's, it's no longer your hobby. Hey, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. But no, you're absolutely thanks, right. Thanks. <laughs> I get paid to do that shit now. Yeah. Well, so I get a curse. Oh my God. Please, yeah, you can curse. It it's, it's your episode. You can do whatever you want. It's your episode. Cool. This is an yep. adult episode. We're adults. We're older. <laughs> yes. Older. <laughs> we, will, yes. we will not date ourselves. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and for you, what is the most stressful part about doing Shibari? I hear this question. I see this question and I'm like, is there a stressful thing to this? Because honestly, I have not hit that yet. I haven't. I think I'm so new into this um, and new. I, I Maybe I started, I started this like in 2020 late 2020 no no not even it's been within this year nah it's been within this year so it is for those of you who are listening is now it's october 2021 we've made it out of the 2020s we survived <laughs> so i started this hobby this year so it's 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 not even been a full year um which is crazy to think about because it feels like i've been doing it for a long time but i haven't but yeah that's i haven't hit a stressful point yet everything when i do it I am very, very happy when I'm able to do it with my partner. I'm very, very, very happy. I, I don't get frustrated when doing it. It's very nice. I'm not a patient person. And this makes me be patient. It makes me be compassionate with myself while I'm learning something. It makes me feel very calm and focused. So it's just been enjoyable. I haven't hit a stressful point, which I think is a really good sign. You know what? I, I wouldn't say this is the most stressful part. Maybe it's a little not frustrating. It's just like, hmm, would be when you're trying to look at a YouTube video and you're like, whoa, whoa, too fast, too fast, slow down. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, I wouldn't call that super stressful, but it's like a little like, okay, wait a second, put that speed at 0 0.25. Yeah, I don't know. Trust <laughs> me. All the, I, there's lots of pausing. <laughs> yeah. Pause, play, pause, play, rewind 10 seconds, pause, play. <laughs> <laughs> rotate your head. Like, what is that angle? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wait, what did they do? No, no, no. Do it again. Wait, I didn't see that. <laughs> Now, you kind of led up to this question, which is fantastic. It makes the segue a lot easier. Nice. What has Shibari taught you in life? Because you kind of answered that. Mm, I did. It taught me patience and communication. It also, it's it's taught me a lot about acceptance because I feel like I have had a lot of people actually tell me that they are not going to follow anymore because, really? yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? because I have gotten into this hobby or that they say that it's, it's too into the realm that they don't want to go into that. I'm no longer innocent, which is very funny. Cause if anybody has watched any of my streams, I am far from <laughs> You are innocent. You're a good person. I, like, I think not innocent. It's like you did an actual crime. You're not yeah, innocent. Yeah, 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 you didn't do any bad, crimes. Yeah. You're good. It's true. That's, that's true. In the court of law, I, yeah. I am a, model citizen there however <laughs> however some people are just very interesting again different strokes for different folks you know whatever floats their boat but i have been told that shibari or rope art is something that people associate with uh what they think is a bad thing which is really sad so it's taught me a lot about acceptance and accepting that there are things that seem or look a certain way, but actually aren't. Um, and it seems like such a simple thing, right? Like don't judge a book by its cover kind of deal. Like we're taught that from a very young age, like, oh, don't really judge them for doing this and this. But really, there's a lot more that goes on in a hobby or in a specific thing that people like to do that 
might just have a stigma or might just look a certain way, but it really truly isn't. Um, so yeah, I, acceptance, patience, communication. Yeah. All the good stuff. <laughs> All the good stuff. Now you just said, don't judge a book by its cover. I have mm-hmm. a new saying you could use. Don't judge a rope by its knot. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the new slogan for Shibari. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now you do share this on Instagram and other social media platforms. So I'm going to ask this question. It could be up to you on how you answer it. Do you want to present this hobby to the world or use it more as an escape from reality? It's been a little bit of both, to be honest. I do. I do post a lot of my Shibari practice and work on um, my fan house, which is basically a safe for work only fans. <laughs> so I post a lot of the practice there. So it is kind of an escape. It's it's an escape in a sense where I haven't tried to monetize it and make it something that is expected of me or like it isn't a something I rely on for a stream of income. So it kind of is, but I do share it with the world. Like I do share it on Twitter whenever I have something that I'm really, really proud of, or I, I do share my practices on Fan House. So it, it is something I talk about and but it's still an escape, if that makes any sense. Like it's still something I do on my own time for my for my sense of fun and enjoyment. Um, but it is still shared that I do it because I enjoy it. And I like to share things that I enjoy. I like to blast it out into the internet void. <laughs> and that's exactly why I have you here. Yay! It's your extroverted, introverted hobby. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's ex- it's, it's like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect fit for you. Mm-hmm. And now another question I had, because you said you shared online. I'm sure people reached out to you asking how to do certain things. So have you ever yeah. taught anybody how to do the outfits? No, I haven't because I'm so new. I send people to where I go. So um, subscribe to this uh, website called The Duchy. So that's where I learn and my partner learns a majority of ties and knots and stuff like that. So I usually send people there or I send them to uh, Rory, um, who has a YouTube channel. So I'll just go on my subscriptions and find the link and send it directly to them. I never go out. I never teach because... I feel like I don't know all the safety because because there's certain th- ways that you could tie a knot that would not be safe for somebody like it could slip and like tighten. So I don't feel comfortable instructing people yet. So I just send them to where I learn these things. So, yeah, yeah. yes, you go at your own pace. And, and mm-hmm. I'm sure your viewers, your followers will even teach you something down the line so you guys can share ideas and maybe create a new type of outfit. I, yeah, it sounds so weird nice. every time saying outfit. I don't know why. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's easier for people to understand because it can be an outfit. Like it can be a full, a full outfit. There are some people that do cosplays, like complete cosplays out of rope. It's really cool. So to the Shibari community, I am sorry if I keep on butchering the term. <laughs> I mean no harm. Please don't come for me. <laughs> and do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby? Uh, don't be afraid to reach out to people you admire and don't be afraid to say hello and that you enjoy their work because they are typically very, very nice people with a desire to help people out. Like obviously some people are busier than others and might not see messages, but a majority of people that I've met are just super kind. So don't be afraid to say something and and be a part of the community because everybody has just been very, very, very nice. Like Christina. 
Yeah, like me. <laughs> now, I completely forgot to ask this question at the beginning of the episode. I just got so hyped to talk to an old friend. It's all good. I, I tend to do that whenever I have a guest who comes back on the podcast. I get like really excited, like, oh my God, they came back. I just yeah. want like, it's just old friends just chatting. And I had, yeah. I had it happen a few times, but. I would be irresponsible of me to not ask this. Do you have any social media links, websites, or projects, or anything at all that you would love to share with the listeners? Yeah. So if you want to see some of my shibari, you're probably going to find that on my Twitter. So that at is at CKC1, the number one, because somebody has my name. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't even used the account in years. Oh, How no. dare they? But it's CKC with a one, number one. Um, and if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is CKC with three E's at the end. S-E-E-K-A-Y-S-E-E-E. -E -E -E. And those are the um, best ways to see what I'm up to, see what I'm doing. But if you really want to support my rope art and see all of that stuff, see the process, see behind the scenes, whatever, you can go ahead and check out my fan house, which is fanhouse.appckc. So S-E-E-K-A-Y-S-E-E. -E -E. We also have your body paint. You have your Twitch yeah. and all that. You got to promote mm -hmm. that as well. This is your platform. This is your episode. Yeah. You got to promote anything that so people can come help support you. It, yeah. If you, if you want to watch me on Twitch and you want to see those body painting shenanigans, <laughs> you can follow me at twitch.tv C-K-C-S-E-E-K-A-Y-S-E-E. -E -E. Thankfully, that one and fan house are the, the regular way of how you spell my, my user, <laughs> my handle. <laughs> Perfect. You know what? I'll put all those down below so people can go show you some love and support and explore your creativity and maybe even get inspired themselves. Thanks. And now if you remember, my last question is, do you have any questions for me about Shibari? Yes. Would you try it? I'm so intrigued if you would or not. <laughs> Absolutely. It doesn't hurt anybody else. It's something I would definitely try. And now the question is, what would you recommend as a good beginner not? It's something that you could, a good, if you look up like simple self ties, just like things that you can do on yourself, anything to do with your legs is super easy. At least I find it to be super easy. And as a beginner, I enjoyed those the most because... Because your 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 uh, legs obviously are very easy for your hands <laughs> to go around, so it's a lot easier to tie that. So I would I would say just try a self tie for your leg, self leg ties. <laughs> should I wax my legs first, uh, or oh, no, will no, I get no, rug burn? <laughs> you, you should be good. Oh, should okay. be fine. <laughs> just a few rug burns. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you you don't even have to have bare leg. You could just do it over like sweatpants or something like that. That's that's the cool thing about it is that you don't have you don't have to be lacking any clothing. You can be wearing a big puffer coat. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, you you made it a challenge for you. I'm gonna wear because I'm in Canada. I'm gonna wear yes. some snow a snowsuit, some snow pants, and just go. Oh with that. my gosh! <laughs> yes, do it. <laughs> yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Just I pass out out due to the heat. <laughs> yeah, exactly in the snow. <laughs> yeah, in the snow, I was like, "What is this man doing?" I was like, "Oh, shoveling." I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna tie myself up. Yeah, exactly. So my wife looks out the window, like, "Oh, Alex, you're an idiot." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you, Christina, so much again for coming on. I had a wonderful time talking to you. It's always great to have a returning guest who is willing at their free will. I did not force her. It was not a kidnapping. Like we mentioned at the beginning, there was none of that. It was her free will to come on and share her hobby. Actually, I paid him to have me on here. <laughs> I'll pay you later, Alex, behind yeah, okay, the grocery yeah. store. Good, good. Yeah, yeah we'll I'll just hand you the money. <laughs> yeah, all those pennies. I want 17 pennies. I think in the first yeah, episode, we talked about pennies as well. <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> there you go. Thank so, you for having me. <laughs> so if you guys want to learn more about Christina, you should go check her out. I'll put all the links down below in the description. So it's very easy to find. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And if you have any questions, you can always ask, you know, I'm, I'm open. I'm, I'm a happy guy. I like to answer questions. And if you want to show some support for this podcast, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, on your neighbor's wall. They probably won't like that, but you can do it. <laughs> probably legal. Or you can also support me on Patreon. There's a lot of interesting tiers. But once again, these are all optional. You don't need to do it. But what you do need to do is go show Christina some love because she's a lovely person and very creative. And I'm always down to talk to creative people. So once again, thank you so much, Christina. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Again, I'll pay you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shh, under the table. So, uh, <laughs> so there you have it. No, how do I usually end this? God, I got so caught up. Um, <laughs> come on, Alex. Think, think. Uh, it's all good. So, there you go. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care. Bye.